and Samuel Studios. This is the John Moore Show on ESPN Central Texas, the flagship station for Baylor Athletics. Missed the first free throw. Here's the second one with 4.1 seconds remaining, and he missed both of them. And Chachua has another rebound. He's going to squeeze the air out of that basketball and celebrate a big-time Baylor win in the Farrell Center. Second-ranked Baylor all over number six Villanova today here in Waco. Final score, Baylor 57, Villanova 36. The John Moore Show is brought to you by Amanda Cunningham, Coldwell Banker Apex Realtor, by Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat, your friend in the car business, by the Baylor Club at McLean Stadium, on the web at thebaylorclub.com. And by Diamore Fine Jewelers, 4541 West Waco Drive, where Waco gets engaged. Well, they made a statement today, John. I mean, again, it's it's uh, early in, in the season. It's December the 12th. But uh, what they said today, the statement they made to the world was, uh, we're pretty darn good, uh, particularly at home. And what I'm taking away, John, and I think another part of the message is, defensively, this team is right where last year's team left off. They've picked up on that, and uh, you win with defense. Defense travels. Defense wins national championships. And this is a really, really good sign for this team nine games into the season. Now, from the Allen Samuel Studios, this is the John Moore Show on ESPN Central Texas. And good afternoon. Welcome. Welcome one and all to the John Morris Show. Voice of the Bears, John Morris. He is flying to Oregon today. Uh, and I didn't know he had his license, but apparently he does. <laughs> and he is on his way to Oregon today. And, of course, the Bears will take on uh, Oregon Saturday night. And that will be uh, right here on ESPN Central Texas. 8.30 for the pregame. 9 o'clock for the tip. And uh, John in flight uh, right now. For uh, for the uh, for the game on Saturday night, we're glad you're with us here. Tom Bartfield in for John Morris, Aaron Sexton alongside. As uh, we uh, will uh, we'll have the show for you for the next hour. Got a lot of good stuff coming your way, including some high school football. We'll talk about that. We'll talk about recruiting. As uh, we'll visit with Tim Watkins. Uh, we uh, we had Tim on the program earlier today, this morning on the award-winning program Game Time, uh, and uh, we'll uh, we'll have that for you. Bryce Cherry, Lark Smith is live at AT and T Stadium. He'll update us on the Lorena Leopard football game. So, Aaron, we got a lot of stuff that is going on, uh, and uh, we'll keep folks posted here on the uh, John Moore Show for a Thursday. Yeah, I'm excited. It's uh, we'll be doing the shows, but I'll be uh, watching. State championship games the next two days. We'll be watching Lorena and Brock today, and then we'll t- uh, obviously be watching China Spring tomorrow during both uh, John's show and Matt Mosley's show as they both play for state championships starting at around 3 p.m. It looks like uh, Lorena and Brock's going to kick off about five or six minutes after 3 or somewhere around there. But. Yeah, I mean, and, and that's that's no big surprise. I mean, you know, you, you, you've got – this is the second game of the day, so, I mean, you know, a lot of things going on. and. You just got to be loose, got to be, and that's one of the things that these teams have have got to be able to do. And and that's, you know, they're all creatures of habit, but you've got to be able to, uh, got to be able to adjust on the fly, if you will. I mean, you don't normally play at three o'clock in the afternoon <laughs> on a Friday. I mean, you know, you don't normally play at eleven o'clock on a Thursday morning. You, but you have to adjust. 
and, and make it work. And the teams that are able to do that uh, are in a much better position. But uh, uh, everything we have seen and all the research that we have done, Aaron, uh, it looks like this Brock and Lorena game is going to be a hotly contested and very competitive football game. Yeah, they've both kind of rolled through the playoffs on their way to the state title game and uh, just watching Valley Sports, who's who's carrying the game on TV. And, uh, you know, they were doing their predictions. Greg Tepper, who we have on the station all the time. And we'll be here tomorrow, by the way. Yeah, he uh, and he and, and the uh, others on the broadcast crew were predicting who would win. And uh, they, I think... Two out of the three predicted Brock, but they all predicted close games within mm-hmm. three points. Mm-hmm. So, so it'll be interesting to see. Uh, it, we mentioned recruiting. Uh, Alabama, Georgia, Texas A and M all had uh, had banner days apparently, and the Aggies uh, win the recruiting battle. I don't know what that gets you, uh, other than some potential outstanding football players. Yeah, and they really did well along the uh, defensive line, which is, I think where the SEC has had the biggest advantage and continues to have the biggest advantages. They're just, you know, Alabama, Georgia, LSU, now A&M, just they, they have – they're too deep with outstanding defensive tackles and defensive ends, and it just makes such a huge difference. For Dave Aranda and the Bears, uh, they, they have a top 25, top 30 class as well. Very nice job, and they finished with, with a little with, – with a bang. I mean, with, uh, with the acquisition of – Armani Winfield, uh, that turned that turned that into a very very nice class for for Dave Aranda and uh, and the Bears and you know the, you got you got a player that everybody liked and everybody wanted uh, wanted on their roster and he ends up in your camp and that's that's pretty cool. Yeah, the last couple of days leading up to uh, to uh, Winfield signing with the Bears reading the uh, recruiting sites a couple of days before they said it looked like uh, he was Vader lean. And then the day of, you know, all the sites reporting that, oh, no, he's probably going to sign with Texas, it, who he had originally committed to. Mm-hmm. But he ends up in a, uh, in a green and gold uniform, and, and that's good stuff. Uh, as we get ready for the Sugar Bowl on New Year's night, uh, the awards just continue to, to come in, and, and good stuff for – for Baylor, uh, as uh, they uh, they continue to get some nice awards, Baylor football senior Jalen Petrie named the 2021 American Football Coaches Association (AFCA) based right here in Waco All America First Team, and uh, Petrie also uh, selected as a 2021 Consensus All American, uh, announced today by the NCAA. Now, the DB from Stratford becomes Baylor's 18th. That's one eight 18th all time consensus. All American and the uh, first since 2019. In other words, uh, Aaron, this is this is this is this is high ground for Jalen Petrie, and, and congratulations, well deserving. And I mean, that's just uh, that's big time stuff right there for for Jalen Petrie. Yeah, and it's it's good for the program. It's it's gives you national recognition. Everybody sees those All American teams, you know, even if they didn't watch Baylor a lot during the year. They see that they have players on them. It's just uh, and it, it individually, it's it's great for him. And like you said, well deserved. He he led the uh, led the country in so many uh, ca- statistical categories, which I will probably get into in a little while. But um, he just had a great year and deserves to be first team All American. 
And finally, the Jacksonville Jaguars have said, you know, enough is enough is enough, and Urban Meyer is O-U-T. I've, I watch Red Zone every Sunday. I flip back and forth between that and the Cowboys game, depending on when the Cowboys play. And so I've seen a lot of Jacksonville play because they show all the scores, and mm-hmm. Jacksonville's been scored on quite a bunch this year. And Urban Meyer's, since about week three or four, you couldn't you could you couldn't find a more disinterested looking coach on the sideline. I mean, he just looked like he had checked out after about the fourth or fifth game, and this was just a matter of time, and it was. Well, uh, so that, that's uh, that's kind of the show for you today. It's uh, nine minutes after three o'clock, three o nine. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. Tom and Aaron in for uh, John Morris this afternoon. Uh, the uh, Leopards and Brock are underway, and tomorrow at this same time, it'll be the China Spring Cougars in their battle for a state championship. But Earlier, we had a chance to catch up with Brian Bell, the head coach of the China Spring Cougars. We welcome into the program the head coach of the China Spring Cougars, Brian Bell. Coach, first of all, uh, thanks so much for being with us. I, I realize uh, you've got a lot of, a lot of demands on your time this week, and we do appreciate it. And, uh, man, what an exciting time for, uh, for the community and for the school and, and for your football team. Yeah, I appreciate you having me. Um, uh, you yeah, know, it's an exciting time for China Spring, like you said. Now we got a community pep rally tomorrow, uh, tomorrow evening. We had a like a community send off, or where we kind of drove to elementary schools and the intermediate schools, and the boys got to kind of high five all the all the little kids. And it's just an electric time to be a China Spring Cougar right now, and everybody's fired up. And uh, I mean, I, we got tons and tons of people that are going to be at this game Friday, and I just can't wait to see the to see a Columbia Blue in uh, Dallas Cowboys Stadium. It's going to be an awesome sight to see. Go back and, and take us through the Quarrel game just a little bit. Uh, y- your football team played really well in all three phases. Uh, yes, sir. Um, our defense was uh, kind of started off. You know, they um, created that momentum for us early. They kind of set the tone, and that's that's something that we've been lucky enough for them to do uh, every game this year so far. And so um, our offense kind of came back and kind of got the ball and went down the field and scored and really kind of got the ball rolling for us on, on, kind of as a game. And then our kicker, Thomas Barr, made a couple of field goals again. And uh, he's just a, an a awesome, awesome football player, awesome kid. And, and like you said, yeah, all three phases were clicking. And um, it was a pretty neat opportunity to get out there and, and to play good football. And uh, to go 1-0 and to make you go to a state championship was a pretty neat little victory. Coach, old, old folks like me look at the, your playoff run. You've beat Sealy. Carthage, West Orange, Stark, Quero. I mean, those are outstanding high school programs in the state of Texas. Do, do your players realize what they've accomplished, who they've defeated up on, on the way to the state title game? Uh, absolutely. You know, it's a, it's a large task. Uh, but when you make a play or when you make a run kind of deep in the playoffs, um, you're going to face teams that are good and you're going to face historic programs. And uh, that's, that's just going to, that's the nature of the beast, you know, and you, if you, if you want to be the best, you got to beat the best. And, and that's great. But you know, the beautiful thing about our guys is they're just so mature and it's not that they don't have respect for these teams or the, these programs or anything like that. And they're just really focused on us and uh, really focused on our performance. And we understand that those are the only things we can control. We can't control how another team comes out and plays. You know, we can, we can really dictate our role in that and how we prepare and the little things that we do. And, that's just great senior leadership. That's a great coaching staff, and and uh, our guys are really bought into that mindset this year. So Friday afternoon, you play the Buckeyes of Gilmer. Uh, w- what can you tell us about this club? Uh, well, first and foremost, o- offensively, they're just so explosive. Quarterback, uh, uh, you know, our, our quarterback, Major Bowden, is up for Mr. Football, Dave Campbell's, uh, an award that's uh, really, really neat. There's top ten finalists, and Major's one of them, but 
their quarterback's one of them too, and he can he can throw the ball around and he can put it wherever he wants, uh, where, whenever he wants. And um, you know they got some uh, explosive receivers on the perimeter that are big time playmakers, and then their running game uh, does a really 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 uh, good job of kind of keeping that passing game balanced. And then uh, the defense side of the ball, they're extremely extremely big, uh, extremely fast, physical. Uh, and that's, that's the kind of team you're going to play in a state championship. So uh, it's not surprising, but this will be the best team we've faced this year, not even close. Visiting with uh, Brian Bell. And, and Coach, you, you talked about the, the community pep rally and, and, and the, the support that the community's given you, but hasn't that been kind of a staple of that community for a long time? Absolutely. This place is special. Um, this community is phenomenal, the people here. Uh, and that's kind of really what makes China Spring is obviously the people. Um, we don't we don't have much out here. You know, we got a McDonald's, a Bush's Chicken, and about four dollar Generals. It feels like but, um, there's not much going on out here, but just a bunch of neighborhoods. And um, for, for them to have an excuse to kind of come together and really rally together right now is pretty cool to see. But it's really always been like that. And and uh, luckily, the football program's always been pretty successful here at China Spring, and and uh, that's something they can always rally around. But uh, this, this is a p- special place with special people. I'm grateful to be a part of it. Uh, we know that uh, you have a, an incredibly tight family. I would imagine that uh, both your brother and your dad are incredibly proud of you right now and, and proud of what's going on with the program right now. Absolutely. You know, um, we're all best friends, all three of us, and we talk all the time. And uh, it's, a, it's really cool because how much China Spring means to all of us, you know, not just me. And, and uh, th- like I said, this place is special. But uh, yes, sir, they are proud and uh, it's pretty neat to to have them on the sidelines on Friday, and it's gonna be a, it's gonna be an awesome experience. I can't wait to uh, to experience it. Coach, go get it done. Uh, congratulations, appreciate your time, and uh, boy, we are pulling for you. Go get it done. Hey, I appreciate that. Thank you guys for all you do, man. This is is a neat opportunity. We just got to go one and zero. Excited for our, our players and our community. And- it's going to be fun. Thank you guys. Have a great day. Thanks, that is Brian. Uh, that is Brian Bell, the head coach of the China Spring Cougars. Y- you know, <laughs> uh, it, while we were listening to uh, Brian from this morning, uh, the Lorena Leopards went right down the football field and put it in the end zone and lead seven to nothing. How about that? Yeah, that was an impressive opening drive. Uh, I believe Brock won and deferred, and Lorena went right down the field. I think it was an eight-play drive, seven runs. The uh, one pass was kind of a, a bootleg out and found a guy wide open for about a 25, 30-yard gain. And just, I don't think they had a third down on that drive, Tom. It was pretty, pretty impressive start for Lorena. Indeed it was. Hey, let's take a second. Let's talk about Pioneer Steel and Pipe. They've been serving Central Texas since 1943. Pioneer Steel and Pipe has the same ownership, the same family. We're talking about the Emery's. Uh, and now it's Braden at the helm of the, of the, of the program. Listen, that covers four generations which is a rarity in today's business. But, uh, yeah, four generations uh, of Emory's that have been serving Central Texas and, and Pioneer Steel and Pipe, uh, their reputation has been built one customer at a time. Their objective is simple, and that's to make make sure that the uh, customer leaves satisfied with their buying experience. They offer the best in custom metal buildings, residential metal roofing, hay and equipment barns, garage and carport covers, angle irons. Uh, they've also got structural pipe. They carry all sizes of pipes from uh, one half inch to 24 inches for all your, your, your fencing needs. Also square tubing, one half inch to six inches for those weekend projects, such as deer stands and those ornamental iron jobs. And they stock American-made grade 60 rebar, three-eighth inch up to three-quarter inch. And it basically, they're your one-stop shop for all your steel needs, and if you are uh, in the uh, in the market to build a uh, 
a barn dominium or something to that effect and you need some help picking out a, a contractor, well, Pioneer Steel and Pipe will be more than happy to help you there. They deal with all of those um, all those folks and they go and, uh, they'll be happy to point you in the right direction. Pioneer Steel and Pipe has a couple of locations. They they are in uh, in Bryan and also right here in Waco at 913 South Loop Drive at Orchard Lane. They're open Monday through Friday from 730 until 5, Saturday 8 until noon. And remember, they deliver and they unload. And you can check them out online 24-7 at pioneerboys.com. This weather update is brought to you by the Nitsche Group. Since 1949, Texans have secured their insurance needs through the Nitsche Group. Learn more at thenitschegroup.com. This is a Fox 44 weather update. I'm Chief Meteorologist Mike LaPointe. Mostly cloudy, mild with an isolated shower tonight and lows drop to 65. Mostly cloudy skies tomorrow with an isolated shower possible in 79. And on Saturday, a cold front moves through in the morning. That'll give us a 50% chance of scattered showers, a few storms, and temperatures falling into the upper 40s and lower 50s by the end of the day. Join me every weeknight during Fox 44 News at 536 and 9. For your forecast first, plus check out fox44news.com for any changes in the weather. Your home for Baylor football is ESPN Central Texas and the 87th Annual All-State Sugar Bowl. Hi, this is Tom Barfield. Join Lark Smith, Matt Mosley, and me for Game Day Live, live from New Orleans on January 1st. Game Day Live is presented by the Office of Baylor Alumni. We'll preview the game, have interviews, and, of course, scores from across the nation. Don't miss Game Day Live, presented by the Office of Baylor Alumni, live from New Orleans on January 1st and here on ESPN Central Texas. Established in 2007 and independently owned, Alliance Bank Central Texas is committed to helping families and businesses meet their financial goals. From their tellers to their board of directors, they know the importance of superior service and competitive products. Customers have confidence knowing that their financial needs are in good hands. It's your bank, Alliance Bank Central Texas, with two Waco locations, 4721 Bosque Boulevard and 191 Archway Drive on Highway 84 and at AllianceBankTexas.com. Member FDIC and Equal Housing Lender. Since 2009, Dr. Philip Myatt in Waco Heart and Vascular has specialized in the treatment of diseases and disorders that affect the heart and its associated blood vessels. The doctors and staff at Waco Heart and Vascular are committed to giving Central Texans quality care in a timely and compassionate manner, treating patients the same way they would treat a member of their own family. They carefully explain treatment options to patients so they understand and trust the prescribed course of care. They come to you in your hometown so you can see them locally. Waco Heart and Vascular, 254-235-WEST. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Lark Smith with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Update. Urban Meyer has been fired as the head coach of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Offensive coordinator Daryl Bevel will take over the 2-11 team as the interim head coach. Baylor gathered 20 signatures on the first day of the early signing period. Nine of the 12 offensive picks are listed on the offensive line. Three on the defensive side are linebackers. CBS Sports ranks Texas A&M with the best recruiting class after the first day of the early signing period. Texas ranks fifth and Oklahoma tenth. Longhorns associate head coach Stan Drayton has been hired as the new head coach for the Temple Owls. Emory Jones says he will enter the transfer portal after Florida plays in the Gasparilla Bowl. That opens the door for former Burleson quarterback Jalen Kitna to earn the Gators quarterback duties next season. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas.
All right, 320. Welcome back into the John Morris Show. Tom Morfield in for John and Aaron Sexton alongside as we uh, carry you through this Thursday afternoon. They are underway at AT&T Stadium. And again, Ray Biles and the Lorena Leopards off to a great start, a 7-0 lead over Brock. And speaking of high school football, he is the voice of the UIL. And we welcome into the program Craig Way. Craig, good afternoon. How are you? I'm great, Tom. How you doing? Doing terrific. We appreciate the time. And and, and this is this is unfor- unfortunate for us. This is one of the four games that you're resting and, uh, and and not in the booth for for today's game. Yeah, it's a little weird, but I'm enjoying it just like a fan of anybody else. And and you're right. It was a great opening drive for Lorena and going out of the Wildcat set to get the touchdown to go up seven and nothing on Brock. So yeah, I'm watching it very very carefully. Of course, the, the telecast in very good hands uh, with our colleague Ted Emmerich and working it with uh, Shea Walker and. and uh, Mike Leslie from Channel 8 here in Dallas worked the first game this morning, uh, which uh, was quite the ball game with Stratford eventually pulling away from Fall City. And then, of course, tonight I'll have that big showdown between Franklin and Gunner, wire to wire, number one in the state against wire to wire, number two in the state. Both teams unbeaten as they'll meet for the 3A Division II title tonight. Talk a little bit about South Oak Cliff, Craig, in, in the significance of, of Sock being in a, in a state championship game. Well, I think it's I think it's a two prong significance, Tom. South Oak Cliff in Dallas, LBJ in Austin, very similar situations. Both have been outstanding programs, but both have been stopped short of the state championship game in the past. LBJ was, of course, a semifinalist last year and lost as a heartbreaker to Crosby, sixty-two, sixty-one on a drop snap going in for a game-winning two-point conversion. South Oak Cliff had not even been to the semifinals. Since 1970, 51 years ago, they got to the Final Four that year, lost to Odessa Permian in what was then the largest classification in the state, 4A Permian, then lost in turn to Austin Reagan, which is now known as Northeast. Austin Reagan was finishing a run of winning three state titles in four years, and Austin Reagan was the last AISD school to win a state championship. That was 1970, so that's what LBJ is trying to accomplish when they go into the game against Stephenville tomorrow morning at 11 o'clock. So there's connective tissue, I think, between both the 4A and the 5A and both of those inner-city programs advancing to their first state championship games. Of course, South Oak Cliff is trying to win the first outright recognized state champion from the DISD since 1950, uh, Sunset High School. It was called the old City Conference that year. There was a four-year experiment from the UIL where they had, like, a 4A, a 3A, a 2A, or a 3A, a 2A, and a 1A. And then they had what was called the City Conference, and it was just schools with large enrollments from the large cities. And Sunset won a state championship that year in the old City Conference, and then there has not been an officially recognized DISD state champion since. Dallas Carters, we all know the story, won it on the field in 88, but was later stripped from the title because of UIL rules, uh, ineligibility violation. So there hasn't been a, a state champion from the DISD since 1950. There hasn't been one from the Austin Independent School District since 1970. So those are two programs trying to end those droughts from their respective inner city programs as they go into their state championship games this weekend. And it's interesting to me because there's terrific athletes, there's there's outstanding coaching. It just hasn't happened. Yeah, and, and some of it, there's been some unfortunate luck. I, I remember back in uh, 2001, uh, Reagan High at the time got to the Final Four. Uh, they had a great quarterfinal game with Bastrop down in the Alamo Dome, 
and uh, got to the Final Four and lost. Jamal Fenner, the head coach at LBJ now, was the quarterback of the Reagan team in 2000 that came up a little bit short as well. And uh, he had a lot of memories there. He played for Andrew Jackson, uh, the longtime coach there, and that LBJ. And then he was an assistant uh, under, as they called him affectionately, Coach Jack, uh, AJ, as a lot of us knew him, uh, Andrew Jackson at LBJ in the 2000s. And then Coach Jackson passed away from cancer a few years ago, and Jamal Fenner was elevated to the head coaching position. And he got him within a heartbeat of playing for a state title last year, and now he has them in the state championship. On the other hand, South Oak Cliff, a tremendous story. They've just never been able to get over the hump, and Jason Todd has done a, uh, an outstanding job there, and he claims that he's going to have all of Dallas County in, in the stands on uh, Saturday when they take on Liberty Hill at 11 o'clock in the morning on Saturday morning, and they're going to call for what they say a whiteout. South Oak Cliff is the visiting team, and they're going to wear their uh, all-white helmets and jerseys and pants and shoes on Saturday. And, you know, <laughs> exciting stuff. Uh, we, we've got Bally's on. i gotta, I'm got to be honest, we're cheating. we got Bally Sports Southwest on here in the studio, and Lorena just went uh, on a running play for about 55 yards, and they lead 13 to nothing. So they are off to a tremendous start here in the football game. All right, Craig, of the – of the two, of the eight game, <laughs> that's just crazy. But of the eight games that you have worked in or working, it, it, we're not going to tell anybody. It's just us girls here. I, is there one that you're like, I can't wait for this one tonight? <laughs> you know, maybe, maybe, and it's not just because it's the next game. I've been pointing toward this game for a long time. Franklin and Gunner. I remember several weeks ago, uh, we were visiting with uh, one of. Uh, one of the sideline reporters who's going to work the telecast with us. And she said, and this was like five weeks ago. She said, uh, do you know, who do you think might get there? I said, well, I said, if everything holds to form, we're probably going to have number one Franklin against number two Gunner. And uh, it could be a lot of fun. And I, and that's exactly what's happened. Both teams have pretty much mowed down their opponents. They both got tested a little bit in the semifinal round, but both pulled away. Uh, to win their state semifinal games. And it's going to be a lot of running. Game could move pretty quickly tonight. And uh, and, and and we'll see some uh, slot T out of Gunner, and we'll see Franklin run uh, with their athletes. They have the, the, the Washington brothers who are tremendous in the backfield. So I, I'm looking forward to that one. Clearly tomorrow I'm looking forward to China Spring and Gilmer. Uh, that's one of the two that I have tomorrow. And the one tomorrow night between Katie Pato and College Station could be very, very close. The 6A games on Saturday uh, have intriguing storylines. Uh, Duncanville and North Shore meet for the third time in four years. Uh, North Shore won the first two meetings. And I think Duncanville is better equipped perhaps this time around, even though they, you know, it took a Hail Mary to beat them in 2018. And then North Shore was clearly the better team in 2019. And, uh, and then uh, the, the, the nightcap. Uh, which I think many folks are expecting to be a coronation in the final uh, ride for Todd Dodge at Westlake. They've just been that much better than everybody else. They were up 31 nothing at the half on Katie in the semifinal last week. I don't think anybody Who that. does that? I mean, really, who does that to Katie? Yeah, nobody. And yeah. that's why I think, I think uh, Coach Dodge is going out on a high note. This is, this is clearly the best Westlake team he's ever had. It's one of the best high school teams, regardless of classification, that I've ever seen. And Denton Geyer is going to have a hands pull. So it might, to at least some folks tuning in, it might wind up being a banana climactic on Saturday night. Although, like I said, it's, it's, it's a really interesting story about the last ride 
uh, for Todd Dodge and Westlake. Now, having said that, Denton Geyer played them two years ago in the state championship when John Walsh was the coach. Now Rodney Webb, who did a great job at Rockwall, is the coach there. And uh, they've got some athletes. They've got a really good secondary, and they play great on special teams. So we'll see if that can help them uh, stay in the ballgame against Westlake. Hey, Craig, uh, take us back to the earlier game today, uh, Fall City and Stratford. And, and I got to see Fall City up close and personal. I'm just curious if this was a, a big highs come big lows because this team was – they were ready to go last week when they played Mart. They, they, I guess they were just flat tired of losing to the, to the Panthers. But uh, I'm just wondering if it was one of those – cases where a big high is followed by a big low they just couldn't get the motor running again today well i think they changed their strategy a little bit tom if i'm not mistaken and you were there to call again they ran the ball a great deal a lot of option and ran the ball well with that big offensive line a ton and yeah well they kind of went away from that and threw the ball a lot now it helped them a little bit but they had less than 100 yards rushing oh stop for for most of the game so and and turnovers were a big factor in it uh, hmm. late in the game I and mean, it was 27 27 there with uh, under seven minutes to go in the ball game, and uh, and Stratford was able to break through for a touchdown, and then took advantage of uh, two turnovers late, one to add on a score, and then one to keep Fall City from a drive. It was an excellent ball game for three and a half quarters before it finally got away from it, and the game played more to Stratford's liking. So it's it's their fourth state title, and it was a great run for Fall City and a great run for Stratford as well in that uh, first game today. Final thought, you mentioned it briefly, but to talk a little bit about the matchup tomorrow, you got the China Spring game, <laughs> excuse me, tomorrow. Uh, talk a little bit about that one. This game, more than any other, is a matchup of the quarterbacks. And and that's why it also has a chance. And, and they do it differently, obviously. As we all know, Major, Major Bowden can run like the wind and is very fast and can really offset a defense with what he does with Coach Bell's ground attack and then on the other side Brandon Tennyson back in the title game for a second straight year he's headed for UTSA this is a kid who can fling it all over the field and they have great athletes this will be a lot of fun I'm really interested to see uh, how China Spring if they handle the moment Tom all the other stuff going on around I think they'll be just fine and they've got a real shot to win uh, what their first state title since 1978, so uh, you know I'm I'm looking forward to and I and I will tell you this, I, you and I haven't had a chance to talk about this. I had uh, you know I had a conference call with Coach Bell the other day, mm -hmm. and, and I asked him about the influence that his dad had had with all of those years, and 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 the overlap of him taking over as head coach and having his dad right there with him, and he started talking about it. he got emotional about about. You know, he got a little, he he said he said I'm sorry about it. he got a little choked up talking about it, and it it touched all of us to, about how much his dad and his brother. Mm -hmm. He said he and Sean don't do an awful lot of X's and O's talk because you know college football different from high school football in a lot of ways, but but uh, but they talk a lot, and then obviously his dad is, has been there for him every minute to be able to help him out whenever he needs it. So that that's one of the great intriguing stories, and there's so many stories like that during the state championship week. It makes it so much fun to be a part of. Yeah, he, he was on with us this morning, and uh, he, and I asked him about that, and he said, hey, basically it, it's this dad, brother, me, best friends. And, and you know, and, and, and that's, you know, because I told him, I said, I said obviously Mark and Sean have got to be incredibly proud of, of what you've accomplished and what's 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 getting done so far, and he goes, "Yeah, we're best friends, so we talk all the time." And so, yeah, I can imagine the uh, the emotion there for for uh, for uh, for Mark and for Sean is, and, and I think they're both going to be on the sideline tomorrow. 
that's great. That that's great. We'll we'll have a lot of fun with that. And I, I'm I feel blessed to have that as one of the eight games that I'm calling this week. So I'm 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 really looking forward to that. Hey, uh, appreciate your time. I know <laughs> you're not going to do any more talking uh, for the rest of the weekend. I wouldn't think, but no. Uh, have a great weekend. Enjoy the games, and uh, we look forward to watching. Uh, uh, these games on Bally Sports Southwest. Oh, by the way, I got Tep on tomorrow. Uh, tomorrow. How did he do? Uh, he, he, he was incredibly nervous, it sounds like. Oh, he did a whale of a job. You he knew he would. Get him, get him to invoke all of his uh, all of his superlative adjectives he used for Doug Brooks, the gigantic running back for Shiner. I think he used things like Leviathan and, <laughs> and uh, 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 Mastodonic. <laughs> run. Uh, he just he 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 was uh, he was really cool. I was able to a lot of fun. We had a great time last night on the game. Uh, good. <laughs> hey, Craig. Thanks. Appreciate the time. Gonna let you get back to that Lorena Brock uh, Brock play a, a state championship game and enjoy. And uh, we appreciate your time today. You bet, Tom. Thanks. Talk to you soon. That is it, Craig right. Way, the voice of the UIL, and he'll be on the call for uh, for Chatter Spring tomorrow afternoon at three o'clock. It's uh, three thirty-three. We're gonna take a break, and when we come back. We will uh, continue talking some football. I think we're going to check in with Lark Smith. I'm not sure. But uh, we'll also visit with uh, – we'll we'll hear a a conversation from uh, Bryce Cherry. We'll do that next right here on the John Moore Show from ESPN Central Texas. Baylor women's basketball all season long with Derek Smith and Sophia Young-Malcolm on ESPN Central Texas. Fifth-ranked Baylor in action against number 13 Michigan this Sunday in Connecticut. 11.30 a.m. for the countdown to tip-off, high noon tip-off Sunday. Baylor Big 12 women's basketball all season long on ESPN Central Texas. You wouldn't call your doctor, accountant, or mechanic using a 1-800 number, so why your bank? If you have to dial 1-800, you don't know your bank and your bank doesn't know you. Come to Central National Bank and experience the difference. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. The Big Finish sales event is going on now at Allen Samuels. The new 2022 Ram 1500 Lone Star Quad Cab has values up to $6,750 or 2.9% for 72 months plus $2,000 bonus cash. First responders get an extra $500. Ram, the winner of the prestigious J.D. Powers Initial Quality. The Big Finish sales event is now at Allen Samuels, 201 West Loop 340 in Waco. Come by. Let's be friends. See dealer for details. All uppers have credit requirements. ESPN Central Texas is your flagship station for Baylor Athletics. Are you ready to jump into a career with a local Fortune 500 company? Sherwin-Williams has warehouse opportunities available with starting pay at over $20 per hour and regional CDL driving opportunities with pay averaging $84,000 annually. Sherwin-Williams offers competitive benefits including medical, dental, vision, life insurance, 401k, and pension. Apply online at careers.sherwin.com. That's careers.sherwin.com. Or call 254-523-9500. Slovacek Sausage has found a great home in Central Texas, and we're growing with you. We have found so many ways to celebrate all the great things about Texas. Football, family, and friends, and so much more. We have all of the barbecue, specialty meats, and over 35 kinds of kolaches to make your next meal or gathering a great success, and we do all the work. If you're on the road, we have the best place for your pooch to stop and stretch with our beautiful dog park. So with the hospitality of Texas and our Czech heritage, Vita Me Vos. That means we welcome you. At Slovacek's, you'll love our sausage. 
ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Lark Smith with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Update. Urban Meyer has been fired as the head coach of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Offensive coordinator Daryl Bevel will take over the 2-11 team as the interim head coach. Baylor gathered 20 signatures on the first day of the early signing period. Nine of the 12 offensive picks are listed on the offensive line. Three on the defensive side are linebackers. CBS Sports ranks Texas A&M with the best recruiting class after the first day of the early signing period. Texas ranks fifth and Oklahoma 10th. Longhorns associate head coach Stan Drayton has been hired as the new head coach for the Temple Owls. Emory Jones says he will enter the transfer portal after Florida plays in the Gasparilla Bowl. That opens the door for former Burleson quarterback Jalen Kitna to earn the Gators quarterback duties next season. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. today our very own Tom Barfield talked with Bryce Cherry the sports editor of the Waco Tribune Herald here's a little bit of that conversation on the John Morris show on ESPN Central Texas and we welcome into the program the uh, sports editor of the Waco Tribune Herald Bryce Cherry Bryce good morning how are you buddy good Tom how are you doing terrific uh <laughs> crazy busy and I'm not real sure where to begin, but I think I want to begin with uh, the report uh, that John had out yesterday that uh, Dave Aranda and Baylor have come to an agreement. Uh, they just got to, I guess, dot some I's and cross some T's. And, man, that, uh, from a Baylor perspective, is is great news for, for Baylor football fans. Absolutely. I mean, uh, Baylor fans were kind of sweating uh, for a long time whether Aranda might uh, – might be headed for other pastures and, and it looks like he's going to stick around. I mean, I think he's, you know, really uh, made it clear that, uh, that he kind of fits at Baylor. That this is, you know, that he's weird and Baylor's weird and they kind of want to be weird together. <laughs> so, uh, you know, I mean, uh, I I think it's it's great for, for the Bears and um, obviously uh, they've been working on this for a few weeks now and uh, I think wanted to get through the Big 12 championship game and stuff before they made any kind of an announcement. But uh, but yeah, it's it's good for Baylor. Do you think sports writers will quit asking him about that? <laughs> no. Uh, <laughs> you know, it's, this is going to be a, a, a trending topic for a while. Let's put it that way. I mean, uh, I think as long as, you know, he's one of those sort of buzzworthy names, um, you know, and, and we get you know, into next season and there's job openings, um, you know, his name's going to be attached to some of those. So wh- whether it, you know, those reports are accurate or not. I understand that money drives all of this, but uh, somewhere along the way, the fruit basket turnover has to stop, doesn't it? Uh, you know, in terms of the coaching. Yeah. Uh, the changes, coaching carousel. Well, I mean, it's, it's, I think it's always going to be going to a certain extent. I mean, uh, you're right. I mean, obviously jobs get filled, but, um, you know, I do feel like that uh, we've talked about this before on the program, but with the earlier signing, you know, day now, uh, teams are going to make these coaching changes earlier and earlier. You're going to see uh, coaching changes in the in the middle of the season, like you did with TCU, like you did with Texas Tech. Uh, it's going to happen, and and so uh, I think that that's you know uh, an unintended. Uh, side effect to the earlier signing period that coaches really sort of pushed for. Um, I did see a report 
where um, you know they may talk about pushing you know pushing it back into January now, uh, the, the early signing period. We'll see. Uh, maybe, maybe that would change things a little, but uh, the fact of the matter is these these programs want to hang on to their recruits, <laughs> and so they want to get coaches into those uh, vacancies. And so, yeah, I mean, you know, if, uh, if this is a this is a prove it kind of business, and so you're always going to have you know openings every year. Bryce, uh, you, you mentioned uh, the early signing period yesterday. Obviously, the uh, the start of the early signing period, and and I know Baylor's uh, philosophy is person over player, but at the end of the day, you still got to have good football players. When you, when you look at this class that uh, David Randon and his staff put together, is this about athlete or is this about need? Uh, it's a great question. Uh, probably probably more on the on the need side. Um, I thought you might ask me what I thought about the class, and I was just going to say, heck if I know. I mean, because <laughs> that's the thing about recruiting. I mean, it's all just a, a guessing game. And, and, I mean, at least the coaches have done their, you know, due diligence and done their homework on these guys, gotten to watch them, watch film, um, watch them in person, get to know them as, as people. Um and, and all of that matters, but, I mean, I haven't watched all these kids, so, I, you know, I don't know how they're going to turn out. Um, but I always sort of take recruiting rankings with a grain of salt because, uh, to me, I said it to John yesterday, the only recruiting rankings that matter are the ones that, you know, Dave Campbell's Texas football does five years after the mm. fact. <laughs> we we you know? honestly, Lark just talked about yeah, that. I brought that up earlier. And, and you know, uh, it's always interesting to look at a class three, four, five years later. You know, half of them aren't there. Some of them are other places. I mean, it's, it is it is interesting to see how, how that all unfolds uh, as you go by year to year. And with the transfer portal, how much would this stand up? Yeah, good point. Exactly. Uh, you know, the, to me, the, the more interesting thing about signing day yesterday was it, it was the first signing day in the NIL era. And... Um, now you're going to have, uh, you know, players kind of going to the highest bidder, you know, in some cases. Um, and, you, you know, you saw the number one recruit in the country end up at Jackson State. When have we ever seen that? Um, and, I mean, obviously that had a lot to do with, you know, Deion Sanders being the coach at Jackson State. But, but this is a new age, and I think it's going to be interesting to see how colleges sort of navigate that. Talking with Bryce Cherry, the Waco Tribune Herald. Uh, Bryce, uh, one final thought on football: the Bears getting ready for uh, for uh, the Sugar Bowl, and and just uh, what will what will your coverage look like as uh, as the Bears get ready to take on Ole Miss? John Werner will be down there from the outset in terms of like as soon as the team arrives, he'll be there as well. Um, and then uh, Rod ate a lot, and myself will be traveling uh, later on together uh, to, to come down. I think we're getting there on the 29th, 30th? Uh, 30th? 30th is when we get there. I had to think for a second. But uh, yeah, we'll be there a few days. And um, yeah, so we'll have, you know, stories from New Orleans and, uh, and obviously game coverage and all that jazz. I think you ought to. So that is a, a visit with Bryce Cherry from earlier today here on uh, ESPN Central Texas. It is uh, 3.44, 16 away from 4 o'clock. We also had a chance to catch up with Tim Watkins from uh, BearsIllustrated.com and talk about the uh, recruiting 
situation for the Bears and, and what that looks like. We'll talk to Tim next here on the John Moore Show from ESPN Central Texas. Scott Brew and the Bears, all season long on ESPN Central Texas. The Bears back in action Saturday on the road at Oregon. 8.30 Central Time for the countdown to tip-off. 9 p.m. tip-off Saturday for the Bears and the Ducks. Follow the defending Big 12 and national champion Bears the entire season with Pat and John. Right here on ESPN Central Texas. TFNB Your Bank for Life is the official local bank of Baylor Athletics. Find out why more Central Texans are making TFNB their bank for life. Sign up for our edge checking or savings accounts and earn interest, cash back, or free digital downloads. With five locations, managing your money has never been easier. And check out the new bear statues at our downtown Waco location across I-35 from Baylor. TFNB Your Bank for Life. Member FDIC. This is Richard Carr. We have shared many challenges together over the past year, but 2021 brought a new business challenge. Computer chip shortages have created long delays for new vehicles. We're told production is improving and cars are coming. At Richard Carr Motors, we have a list of vehicles already in production called our inbound vehicle list. These are vehicles that will be delivered first. Get your name on our inbound vehicle list and be first in line for your new GM car or truck. Thank you, Central Texas, for your continued support. Listen to ESPN Central Texas online at CentexSportsFan.com. This is the sound of someone taking a free test walk in personally fit arch supports at the Good Feet store. It's music to our ears. Just listen to Deidre. I would tiptoe out of bed because the pain would shoot up my heels. When I went to the Good Feet store, they allowed me to try on the arch supports, and I started sobbing because I had no pain. Stop by the Good Feet store for a free fitting and test walk today. Your good life starts with Good Feet. Stop by today at the Good Feet store in Waco in the Central Texas Marketplace. Have you been tagged yet again in an engagement ring photo? Are hints being dropped all around you? Rest assured, Diamore Fine Jewelers has been rescuing men seeking the perfect ring for over 25 years. Come in with a picture of her dream ring and we'll make it a reality. With our five-year financing, custom design team, and selection of diamonds, we'll make the whole process fun and enjoyable. DMRA Fine Jewelers on West Waco Drive. It's the John Moore Show on ESPN Central Texas. Tom Barfield filling in today for John. And earlier today, Tom talked with Tim Watkins from Bears Illustrated about the Baylor Bears 2021 signing class from yesterday on the first day of the early signing period. And here's that conversation. And we're joined now by Tim Watkins from Bears Illustrated. Tim, good morning. What a busy day for you yesterday. Yeah, it's an incredibly busy day as Baylor put the uh, pen to the paper with 20 commitments and 20 now signees for the 2022 recruiting class. With uh, with the signature of Armani Winfield, uh, how did that change this class, in your opinion? It, it provided its marquee element. Uh, Winfield is a true top 24-7 player in the, in the 24-7 sports recruiting rankings. He's the ninth highest recruit ever signed by Baylor in the history of the 24-7 sports uh, database. So that's how big of a recruit he is. He is a heads-up win against those of the ilk of 
Texas, of Oklahoma, of LSU, of Alabama. He had 40 offers in hand. Baylor uh, had multiple visits from him over the summer. He came during the season while he was still committed to Texas. He decommitted from Texas late in the season in November, um, took that official visit to Baylor. So this is a big heads-up win, and make no mistake, Texas wanted him. Texas uh, was pushing on him. They had room for him. Uh, might even say they had budget for him in the NLI uh, uh, coffers, so to speak. He still chose to be a Baylor Bear over all of that other other uh, uh, non-substance stuff. You, you mentioned he decommitted uh, in late November. What was that about? I mean, was he pretty locked and sealed with Texas? And, and what was the decommit about? I think some of it was related to really the performance or, or, or in hindsight, lack thereof of, of the, uh, the Texas program. Uh, the, the, the Texas fans will also say that the wide receivers coach, and I, I forgive me, I can't remember his name right now, hasn't been the strongest recruiter. And, and looking at Texas and how they have recruited wide receivers, that's been a gap. They have an excellent, excellent uh, true freshman last year, Xavier Worthy, who's played well, but they've really had trouble getting marquee, uh, fresh, or, uh, marquee receivers on, on uh, in their program, on the field, developing and into the NFL. They just haven't done that very often lately, and I think Winfield noticed that. This retru- recruiting class, pretty light in skill position players, but very heavy on the offensive line, and I kind of like the fact that, that he went after offensive linemen. How about you? Oh, a- absolutely. So out of the 20, uh, 20 signees, 11 of them are slated for the offensive or defensive lines. That does include three edge rushers, and one of those in, in Can Roberts' day might be more suited for the tight end position, H-back position. But in the 24-7 sports database, you're getting 11 guys that are meant for the defensive or offensive line, six of which for the offensive line. And they got a lot of great, great players for that offensive line. You're talking about a top 10 interior offensive lineman in guard in George Mayo. You're talking about a fringe four-star offensive tackle in Alvin Ebocelli. You're talking about a, a really intriguing uh, a center prospect in Colton Price, who if you squint, you can see a little bit of Jacob Gall in him. You see Timothy Dawn, uh, who's a very high upside interior offensive lineman. Caden Siriaki and, and Bryce Simpson, two dream upon, wish upon a star offensive tackles uh, with a lot of athleticism, a lot of size. Siriaki, six foot seven, 325. There's not a lot of human beings that can be that size and move the way that Caden can. A lot of growth in that role, but you have to trust uh, Coach Eric Mateos, Coach Jeff Grimes, two of the more seasoned and professional offensive line coaches that have ever run through Baylor. Um, they're in really, really good hands, and that's one of the reasons why we're the pull, the caliber, and the, the talent on the offensive line class. Tim, with the with the conference championship game victory and then a trip to the Sugar Bowl, obviously that helps recruiting. Does that did it help this class or will it help 23 i mean where where does that fit in that that championship and that sugar bowl appearance and and all the things that uh, this this football team has achieved i, I don't know if it helped build this cat class but it helped keep this class 
especially with all the dollars flowing out there in the world for the NLI rules, uh, engagements from Texas, Oklahoma, Louisiana, you're talking hundreds of thousand dollars and even reported millions of dollars for some of these kids. Uh, obviously, the loss of, of Joey McGuire, James Blanchard, and some sports staff to Texas Tech. Make no mistake, they made a run at some of the Baylor Bears that signed yesterday, such as Kyler Jordan, such as Jordan Neighbors. Jordan Neighbors was also getting interest from Tech, you know, or from Texas. So these were players that had interest outside. Baylor didn't lose a single one of these guys going into the final sprint of the class. That is a testament for that Big 12 championship. Where you're going to see that truly, truly pay off in building the class is that 2023 group. And, and we saw a big domino of that fall just about half an hour ago with the commitment of 2023 quarterback Austin Novosad out of Dripping Springs High School. Uh, he was top of the Baylor board for that recruiting quarterback class, and um, they got him this morning. All right, silly question. Hey, what are you working on for uh, for Bears Illustrated? So much stuff. <laughs> Break it down to the recruiting class. I'm actually interviewing Austin Novosad through direct message right now, uh, getting some good stuff here. I'll, I'll, I'll give you guys some early quotes. Let's see what I can get. Here's a breaker uh, right here. I, I like doing this. I asked him how the staff reacted, uh, and, and Coach Sean Bell was his primary recruiter. He's like, the entire staff went crazy, and they love that I am family now. And that really lines in with that person over player, and that's been a mantra in 2022. It's going to be a mantra in 2023. And really what that, that Baylor staff is building is trying to build that family environment. We've seen the success of that in the basketball program. Coach Dave Aranda is really trying to build that. You need stability. You can't have four coaches in a seven-year period and build that. Dave Aranda needs to be here a couple more years to truly have that family environment. Stack recruiting class upon recruiting class. And, and you know, this 2022 class, 20 strong, 24-7 sports rates them at the 29th best class in the nation right now. That's a top 30 class. That isn't very common in Baylor University history. So this is something that, you know, going back the last 10, 15, 20 years, there's only a very small handful of top 30 classes, and Dave Aranda and his staff put together one on yesterday. Hey, great work, Tim. Appreciate your time, and uh, know that it's been crazy for you, and we uh, do appreciate you uh, giving us a few minutes this morning and uh, continued success. We'll talk to you soon. Absolutely. Thanks, guys. Have a great day. You too. Tim Watkins from uh, Bears Illustrated. Again, that's uh, Tim Watkins from Bears Illustrated here on ESPN. This is the John Morris Show. It is 3.54, 6 away from 4 o'clock. They are midway through the second quarter at AT AT&T Stadium in the Class 3A Division I state championship game. And the Lorena Leopards lead Brock 14-6. 14-6, Lorena on top of Brock at the uh, six-minute mark of the uh, second quarter. So, uh... That is the uh, first of two that we got a uh, real close eye on. Uh, there's several that we're watching, but uh, that one, and then to, again tomorrow afternoon, 3 o'clock, it will be uh, the China Spring Cougars in action in the 4A Division One State Championship, uh, 4A Division Two State Championship game, so keep that in mind. All right, uh, 355, that is going to do it for us. Uh, thanks uh, to uh, John Morris for letting us sit in this afternoon. John will be back with you tomorrow afternoon, live from uh, from Eugene, I believe, is where he's at as the Bears get ready to play Oregon on Saturday night. And uh, coming up next, it is the Matt Mosley Show. Matt, uh, uh, coming your way to uh, this afternoon at 4 o'clock. Have yourself a good afternoon. For Aaron, I'm Tom. Thanks for listening, and we will talk to you 
tomorrow morning at 7 a.m. with another edition of Game Time here on ESPN Central Texas. Matt Mosley, weekdays at 4 p.m. on ESPN Central Texas. They say that Nick Saban sent a plane back to 